Hello, hello, hello. Uh, welcome back, everyone. So um, today, we are going to be specifically talking about how to get fit from home, right? What to do in this time of crisis. So I noticed there are two things that are stopping people from going back to the gym. The first being um, people are afraid of the coronavirus, of course. Um, I think that's well taken care of by the SOPs, which we have discussed in the previous weeks. And the next fear is definitely economically, right? It's all affecting us. People are losing jobs, getting pay cuts. Things are not as stable. So how, how do you take care of your health and fitness during a time like this, right? And as such, I've brought on a very good friend of mine. And he's also someone who is very knowledgeable in the uh, fitness industry. So before I put him on the show, I want to know where are you guys from? So put in the comment section and let me know where you're from. We want Sebastian. Hold on, hold on. Sebastian is coming. Oh, Sebastian has a lot of fans huh, online. Okay. Um, yep. So for those of you at home, please let me know where you're from and um, are you into fitness? Are you still going to the gym? Okay. There are some people from Klang. That's nice. Um, Penang. Gary, you're back. Good to see you again. Right, KL, Jonathan, KJ, Daniel, KJ is Kajang, is it? Okay, good to know, good to know. So without further ado, um, let me bring on the, our special guest today. So his name is Sebastian Tan. Uh, he's an ACE certified personal trainer and also a health coach. Right, he's an ACE master instructor as well. And he's the educator at FitM slash FEA. He's also a rehab trainer. And he has been coaching people for over eight years. So if you guys want to see Sebastian, please spam the like button right now. Um, get everything ready. And let us, let us all welcome Mr. Sebastian. Hey Sebastian, you're live now. Hi everyone. Hi. Hi. Nice to see uh, familiar faces. Oh, all your friends, your fans, is it? Or uh, friends? Not sure. <laughs> friends, not friends. Libby from Para. Hey Libby. We have people from Kalana. Oh, Kalana Jaya. Sorry, sorry. Not, not, not Kajang. Chris is from Singapore. Hi, Chris. Nice to see you. Uh, Marvin is from Sarawak. Nice. Woohoo! Okay, everyone's getting excited. So without further ado, um, let me not do any more talking and let Sebastian uh, introduce himself to people who are not familiar with him. Okay, Sebastian, let people at home know what you do. Lah. Hi, everyone. I'm Sebastian. I am a personal trainer, uh, a certified personal trainer and a health coach. And I've been training people for more than eight years. I started my career in a commercial gym. And uh, I gained a lot of experience working there. And further on, I uh, specialized my training into strength and conditioning, mainly help a general population to get uh, stronger fitter and I also work with people uh, post rehab means people who has gone through injury, gone through uh, proper rehab with a physio and then come back to gym for training and I do post rehab training and corrective exercises uh, but uh, most of the time I will actually train people from general population which is the common uh, working adults which need help mm -hmm. And of course, I have small population of people who are looking for sports uh, conditioning. 
So I've been training people okay. who compete uh, internationally for ultimate frisbee. And I also uh, train people for uh, hockey and powerlifting as well. Oh. And uh, my background, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Not uh, in a very uh, frequent manner. I have some clients who do powerlifting. So I'm mainly behind the scene. Yeah. Okay. So I, I and yeah, also that's, I'm that's also the a life of a coach, yeah. right? Yes. You're I'm also a fitness educator. Yeah, I'm I'm a fitness educator working for FITM. So mainly I teach the certified fitness instructor course and also fitness practitioner course and as well as the ACE uh, exam preparation. So whoever wants to take ACE exam prep, so they may, may see me when they take their courses in FITM. Yeah. So that's okay. uh, about me. And I also, uh, I'm, I'm a psychology graduate. I used to do uh, health psychology research before I became a trainer, like really long time ago, eight years. Yep, that's about me. Yep. Great introduction, Sebastian. So for you guys who Thank don't uh, understand, simply put, Sebastian is a coach, but he's also a coach of the coaches. Yeah, you can he put it that way. Train people to be trainers. <laughs> Right, so that's why I brought okay. him um, to the show today. He is obviously very knowledgeable. And yeah, let's just jump right into the uh, main topic today. Okay. Where we want to discuss how can people at home, right, mm -hmm. take care of their health during a crisis like this. Okay. Like what's uh, the best suggestion for them? Okay, but first of all, my disclaimer is that uh, I'm not an expert in terms of crisis because I think how many of us gone through many crises like that, right? So this is like our first time, but I'm looking uh, the whole scenario from a perspective of individuals, like uh, psychology and also fitness of all the individuals. So uh, I'm gonna be uh, looking into that. So my advice are basically tackling about individual struggles. So before we look into how do you take care of your health during crisis, I would like to uh, maybe define what is health first because uh, most of the people may think health and fitness is the same thing. But let's talk about health. So officially defined by the WHO, so a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely absence of disease and uh, infirmity is health. So health okay, is not uh, just physical. The three criteria just now you mentioned? Uh, a state of complete physical, mental, complete and social well-being. Mental? And social and social well-being, not oh, just okay. not just not having any disease. You see that we, we want to look into the mm -hmm. overall well-being of people. And usually when we talk about health in a fitness talk, people will only think about physical health. But I would also want to stress a lot on the mental health side for this talk. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how do we actually take care of our health during a crisis? So first of all, um, let's look into the health side, um, basically during a crisis, people are not actually working from home. Um, I, I would like to put it this way. Actually, people are at home trying to work. So people are juggling a lot of things. Stress level is very high and it's not very easy for most people, especially parents at home. And then main, mainly people are living in a very small congested place uh, like apartments, especially yourself, like in Penang, most of the people stay in apartments. Yep. It can be quite mm -hmm. tough for people to, to talk, think about fitness and health. But having said that, uh, people should not be neglecting their health. So what can actually people do is to look into certain strategies to maintain health level. But first of all, let's talk about establishing a mindset. So the mindset is very okay. important when it comes to this. Uh, I am sure that many people are during MCO, they feel like they are in prison, except they have more freedom in the house. So that kind of situation make people may go a little bit uh, depressive. They may show depression and then some other right. frustration and annoyance and uh, many, many other mental issues that people may face. So I guess establishing a, men, uh, a mindset actually will help us uh -huh. to be better. So the mindset has to be something, help us to be consistent. Uh, and pair up with a sustainable and realistic plan. So that is the first strategy people should have. Okay, so okay. mindset and then plan. 
Yeah. The so for you guys at home who are watching right now, I want you to comment in the section uh, what kind of challenges you are facing or what's stopping you from exercising at home. Right? If you're exercising at all, that's great. But what's stopping you from exercising if you're not? Right? Let me know in the comment section. Okay. Hi, guys. Hi. Baharudin, Hi, everyone. Mason. Uh, a lot of new people just joined. Okay, so for, for those who just joined, Sebastian here is going to teach you how to uh, set the right mindset, how to train properly uh, during a crisis like this. Right? Obviously, he's a psychology uh, expert, right? And he's also an expert in fitness. So I think this combination is very good to help you guys at home during a time like this. Wow, you have a lot of friends, huh, bro? <laughs> uh, good to see okay, them. So, thank, so continue. Thank you for support, yeah. After, after um, the mindset is done. Yeah. And uh, we want to say establishing the mindset. So what kind of mindset should we have? This is what I'm going to talk about. I want people to look into mindset like this. Maintenance is a form of win during MCO. Maintenance is a Maintenance form of win. Maintenance is a form of win. It's like a victory. Because uh, okay. when we are talking about put, yeah, putting yourself into a situation like uh, the MCO, people are struggling to do a lot of things. So if let's say you have a very unrealistic plan of, okay, during MCO is a good time for me to transform myself and uh, I want to be like certain celebrity. You see, they can do it, I can do it and put on a lot of stress to themselves. So I want to think, mm -hmm. uh, I want to highlight this is that those people set goals for themselves because they, they are, is realistic for them because they are celebrities. Okay, they have free time, I assume. Okay, they have special uh, treatment, maybe they have coaches and they also have money to do that. Okay, but- uh, And sponsorship. Yeah, sponsorship. I'm not saying that people, uh, like ordinary people do not have the willpower to do that. Sometimes you may have the willpower, but you may not have the resources and also other things that in life that may be limiting yourself. So let's look into the maintenance is a kind of victory or a win kind of mindset. Because to some of my clients, right, I will tell them that, okay, during MCO, not gaining weight is actually a victory. So do what you do best is like maintaining, not gaining weight. So after MCO, they can come back and train. So that doesn't put on ex extra expectation on them because I am sure that many parents at home, they have to deal with kids that may have to get help, you know, to study and all that. They have very limited time. So other than putting themselves in more stressful situation, try to think about doing something that is not a drastic change so that we can stick to the plan. Okay, because okay. when it's not achievable, you won't beat yourself up. Because if, let's say you think, okay, in, during MCO, I'm going to train hard and then uh, get six packs, but end up you don't get it. How would you feel? You may feel that, okay, I'm a failure, right? So you will, mm -hmm. you will actually affect your self-confidence, self-efficacy, and you feel more demotivated. So what we want to do is that maintain what you do, healthy lifestyle, you can still have healthy lifestyle at home, maintain the weight, maintain the muscle mass, that is actually good enough. This is the mindset people need to have. Okay? okay. So uh, this is one type of mindset you can have. And then the other thing is that I want to say that uh, maybe we're going to think about uh, looking into working on the weakness that we have. It's a good time. Like, for okay. example, some of my clients that love to, yeah, people love to uh, do heavy lifting and all that. And sometimes people will, would only chase the pumped, the, the muscle soreness and all that. And then they neglect mobility work. They neglect flexibility. So if let's say you are mm -hmm. trapped at home, not doing anything, well, stretching is a good thing to do, at least to Im improve your weakness. You see that? Because okay. uh, so sometimes, yeah, we, we can have a lot of goals. We want to be this, we want to be that, we want to achieve this and that, but we don't get everything we want. So we need to be realistic that, okay, what are the things that I can really work on? So maybe I will look into strengthening my uh, lower back, my core, because I am sitting down all day. I have lower back pain. 
that is a form of progress. You know, progress is not just about having six-pack, big bicep, big quads, you know, but important for people to know that, okay, I feel better every day, lesser pain on my lower back is a form of progress. So working on weakness is one way to look at it. Unless you have a fully equipped gym, unless you have, you, you have the resources where you have a full set of gym equipment, well, you don't have to make changes. You just train, right? But most people don't have. So we're going to work on things that we don't have. You see? So like, uh, like take, take for, uh, myself, for example. Uh, of course, at, when I'm trapped at home, I do not have enough equipment to work on. So I will have to resort to bodyweight exercise. I may, feel, I, I may not feel as strong as I was lifting heavier weights, but I feel that, okay, um, I feel more flexible now. I improved my muscular endurance and I did not run out of shape. So I think it's a win. Yeah, yeah you still look great, bro. If you guys thanks, thanks, poster, huh? <laughs> and and everyone, you see, everyone also say the same thing. I, I want to put I, all these uh, comments. <laughs> uh. you see, you what see. do they say? Um, they say, wow, you see, Erica? Wow, you're so <laughs> handsome. See? And here one more. Oh, so length side. They are just pulling my legs. No <laughs> lah. I think I think they are all being very honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sifu is here. Uh, health more important or training loads? Well, it depends <laughs> on what you want, right? Hey, Jerrica, we should do a show uh, one of these days, huh? This is our 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 mentor. Yes, this is uh, my boss also. Yeah. So, <laughs> so me and Sebastian actually uh, met in a course in FitM. And Jerrican is, is the managing sure. director of FitM. So yeah. that's how me and uh, Sebastian got connected five years ago. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's a long time ago, right? See, most handsome is that uh, everyone is speaking the truth. Okay, bro, before <laughs> you go on, uh, uh -huh. There's a lot of questions from people at home. So maybe you can tackle okay. a few of them first. Okay, sure, sure. Um, let's see. So Marvin says, hello. What is your advice for people working in 12-hour shift? It's tough to commit time to go to gym and take care of food. Hi, Marvin. Um, okay, uh, let's look into maybe... Uh, let's speak in general about fitness goal because different fitness goal may require different commitments. So let's say you just want to ensure yourself getting healthy. Okay. Uh, if you find yourself tough to commit to the gym, uh, but first advice I would give is that uh, we don't need a gym to be healthy. Uh, health comes from, Great advice. Uh, yeah, health comes from a combination of, many healthy habits or health behaviors that accumulates and form a very good foundation for other things. So let's look into maybe change. Uh, I know working 12 hour shift is pretty tough, but make sure that if you want to be healthy, first of all, have adequate sleep. Have adequate sleep. It will help okay, you sleep. regulate hormones better, recover your body better, and then also regulate your mood. Sometimes you have less, less than like seven hours of sleep you have not a very good mood it may also yes. affect your training and then if let's say you find it really tough to go to the gym and train of course we can train at home and of course training at home we need equipments but of course there are certain exercise we do not need equipments so what can i say if let's say you have you feel that you are really enthusiastic about training at home not going to the gym i think it's good for you to invest sets of equipment to put at home and train mm -hmm. Uh, according to certain plans. But when it comes to training, it's tough to commit time, right? It's tough to commit time. So the time is the issue. But how long can uh, a training would take? So maybe training doesn't need to be one hour or 90 minutes. Training can be as short as 30 minutes, but you do it more frequently. Every day, 30 minutes is better than one hour or 90 minute session, but you tend to skip many sessions in a week. So end up, you may train like only two hours in total in a week because Due to time commitment, you skip training. So it's better for you to do something like maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes short kind of workout, but you can do every day. So add up is still the same. And in terms of taking All care right. of food, 
taking care of food, uh, let's see what kind of uh, uh, body composition that you want to have. But let's talk about health. Eating for health, I would say that uh, you don't need to have a very good chef to get healthy food. Actually, healthy food can be as simple as eat more vegetables, more greens, get adequate protein, and then uh, a, a small portion of grain. So when you talk about taking care of food, uh, it will be looking at uh, your plate. We can use the my plate uh, uh, approach. So if you're eating for health, half of your plate should be greens, vegetables. But we, we do, I don't want to say only green vegetables. We want to eat vegetables from different colors because all give you different uh, nutritional values. So I would call them eating the rainbows. But you know, vegetables, half right. a plate, a feast size. If let's say you are really huge, you are a big guy, right? Maybe a feast and a half is grains come from rice. If you are a fan of rice, and then a palm size of protein. If let's say you are aiming, you are a strong guy, you're aiming to retain muscle mass, maybe two palm size of protein. So that would be easy to take care of it. So you can use a Japanese method, use bento set, you know, the bento plate, just put in things in an allocated slot and finish that so that you don't eat extra. So that could work as well. So that's my advice. Okay. I think you gave such a comprehensive answer. It's so much yeah, value. Am I so talking guys, too much? <laughs> no, no, not talking too much. It's very detailed. I think uh, okay. you should charge these people already. Okay, Marvin, I will charge right, more. But, yeah. um, honest, honestly, um, you guys who think this is really valuable, please uh, share this to somebody who is struggling um, during the time of crisis or they're not working out, but you want to help them kickstart. I think this interview uh, is really going to help them you know sebastian just mm -hmm. gave so many tips all right or share this to your own wall as well you can uh, refer to it anytime you want mm -hmm. okay bro before we move to the next question uh, let's mm -hmm. take another one because uh, okay. you have a lot of questions during mco i still do some exercise but only some olympic weightlifting and free weights lack of equipments limit me to train comprehensively but you're already doing olympic weightlifting means you have uh, the equipments <laughs> yeah he's quite big size also <laughs> oh it's your friend uh? yeah uh yes <laughs> nice Baharudin. so any advice you want to give him oh i think he uh put it in a simple way lack of equipments may limit our training but that doesn't mean it limits our gains so we do what we got to do, especially if you say you are into Olympic lifts and free weights, uh, maybe work on the technique more because when it comes to free weights and weightlifting, technique is the prerequisite of anything. So work on our mobility, get into the perfect form. So when the gym reopens, you add on weights, you will be fine. So mm -hmm. no, not a big problem. And people who usually go into weightlifting and free weights, they may only, they, they most likely prioritize how good is their performance. So keep training helps to improve performance. And it comes down from the foundation of the techniques. Okay. Another great answer. Okay. So let's get back to our topic earlier. Yeah. Um, training during a crisis, right? So you already gave yeah. them two things. First thing yes. is... The mindset. Yeah. Right. So aim, uh, you give two tips. First is that aim for maintenance. Maintenance yeah. is already a win. Yes. And the second thing is work on your weakness. Right. Take mm -hmm. this time and work on your weakness. But um, I want to talk about progression during a time like this. Do you think it's, it's possible for people to progress? instead of just maintaining or working on a weakness, how about progression? Is, is this possible? Um, depends on the fitness goal. So look into whether a person can improve. As in, if let's say your goal is fat loss. During a crisis mm -hmm. like this, we don't talk about just maintaining weight. Weight loss is completely possible. It is possible. You see that? Because we know that when it comes to fat loss, calorie uh, energy balance system the key 
So if you can do changes in the way that you actually eat, what you put on your plate, and how do you sleep, and uh, how frequent that you hydrate yourself, that actually is possible. But it comes back down to the energy balance, you see. And but if your goal is to really gain strength, so people who compete, like who love lifting heavy, I have uh, unfortunate news for you. It's very hard for you to gain more strength if you have very limited resistance that you have at home, because uh, training for strength is a form of specificity. You specifically want to get stronger. You have to lift heavier. You can't be expecting lifting lighter, and when you go back to gym, you can do 200 kilos deadlift. That is kind of like uh, not possible. You see that? So, but can this can strength, this happen from home uh, workouts or not? What, what is it? Uh, progression. You mean from progression? Of course. Just body weight. Definitely. Yep. Very likely. If let's say your goal is to gain muscle mass, let's talk about hypertrophy, right? Gaining muscle mass by doing home workout, it works. Let's look at the people who do calisthenic. They are a lot more ripped and muscular than many uh, people who goes to ordinary gym, right? So what, what is this, the logic behind is the volume of them doing certain things. So completely possible. Uh -huh. And if let's say your goal is to get bigger muscles, bigger muscle mass, eat more protein. And of course, when it comes to training, your volume must be sufficient. So for example, let's say I want to grow my chest muscle let's say okay chest muscle is important Wait, that's for me. a question oh, yeah yeah ah. okay how do we work out a uh, bigger big chest at home yes it's possible and people uh, who's uh, okay let's take a look at bigger chest okay that is the example that we're gonna give so let's say we want to grow bigger chest at home what do we do first of all we need to know what kind of movements can actually uh, uh, stimulate muscle growth uh, one of the prime example, which is push-up. You don't even actually need any weights. It's all just your own body weight. Push-up is a good chest exercise, okay? But doing more push-up, you add on volume, eventually you can actually grow muscle mass. But also, of course, it pairs up with enough volume. For example, a person who can do 100 push-up in one go, but he's only doing 10 push-ups, three sets. He's only doing 30 reps, right? So he's not training enough. So that kind of person will not see bigger chest growth. Okay? okay. So if, let's say you are a person who are very new. 10 push-up is really hard. You keep doing more push-up, accumulates your volume over the week and months, definitely chest can grow bigger, provided you are activating the right muscles. It's completely possible. And don't forget to, take, uh, to have a proper nutrition to uh, supplement the growth. Okay, so um, he's also, he just replied, yeah. so what should we consider when we get back to gym after a long rest period? What should we mm. consider? Uh, what other aspect are we talking about? Mm. Okay, let's assume that what should we consider? I think our main problem that uh, people are not still going back to the gym is they are afraid of the infection of the virus, like what you mentioned earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So I think our yep. safety is the prime consideration, uh, adhering to all the SOP. But in terms of training, so if we go back to the training after MCO, there are two scenarios. So people who has been training all the time, they go back to training, it's very easy. They will make a transition pretty smooth where they may have to go back to the gym allow one or two weeks of lighter weight, work with the movement, get used to the movement and technique before the loading the muscle. So usually I would recommend people to use the RIR systems, rep in reserves. So let's say you used to be able to bench about 60 kilos for 10 repetition. So you have not, you have been training at home, but you are not training at 60 kilos. Maybe you are do, using a very light dumbbell, 30 kilos. So you are under loading the chest, right? So when you go back to the gym, mm -hmm. you might want to consider, okay, if I want to do 60 kilos, yes, I can, but I will not be doing 10 reps. I will reserve some reps. That's why we call reps in mm -hmm. reserve. So we kind of go into like maybe three rep reserve. Feel, feel the contraction, quality of the contraction. I feel that my movement is good. 
I try to do that one to two weeks before I go full on 60 kilos for 10 reps. That would be a, a, a better transition. So it applies to all other exercises as well, using rep in reserve. So thinking that your first session back to the gym is not about exhaustion. It's not about you killing yourself. It's like, oh, I need a killer workout. Don't think about that. Think about, okay, now I'm slowly getting into the groove again. I don't want to get injured. I want to let my muscle feel what I used to feel before. And then I only add more weights. True, true. So um, there was a discussion going on last two weeks or so about this uh, with Dr. Okay. Arwin, right? I don't know if you were watching Sebastian. No, no. But he I was also um, recommending basically the same thing. But okay. um, he was talking more about volume reduction. Mm -hmm. So maybe this, yes. uh, this is something that people, if you understand what's volume, basically mm -hmm. it's your loads, your sets, and your repetitions, right? So you're going to reduce it by 50% yes. in the first week. You can. You're going back to yes. the gym, and then you slowly, gradually uh, bring it back to... 100% yes. in a time yes. span of about four to six weeks. Yes, yes. That is a very good recommendation. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. please follow whoever is watching. Uh, work with reduction of your volume. And uh, RII is a form of way to reduce volume. There are many ways to do it, but the one that are uh, recommended by Dr. Arvind was a very good way yep. to do it. And one thing I want to add also, I think um, often underlooked is the rest. Mm -hmm. um, how do you actually manage your rest? Because after you have a relapse, right, your resting mechanism usually will not be as effective as before. So you might want to extend your rest periods in between sets and also in between workouts because your recovery system is not as efficient as before already. So you might want to extend that a little bit. And then slowly, yes. after four to six weeks, you can get back to where you were. Yes, that is very, uh, very uh, insightful. That is definitely right. Mm -hmm. Okay, bro. So I want to get back to our topic of today. Um, okay. So earlier you said definitely it's possible to progress in even in uh, a home doing, uh, training yeah. situation, right? As long yes. as you understand uh, progressive overload, basically. Yes. Meaning Correct. making the exercise harder and harder and harder. Yes. So what about the mental aspect? Earlier, you were talking about this, right? So mm -hmm. people in a crisis, usually, like you mentioned earlier, they are demotivated, some are depressed. So mm -hmm. how can they be motivated and committed to reaching their fitness goals in a time like this? Okay, we talk about motivation, right? Um, I have to put this in a very blunt way. I hope people can accept that. Motivation is actually... Is usually very overrated. Uh, we actually go by the discipline, but I don't blame people. I understand people's motivation. So we need to look into what actually motivates people. So most of the time people training at home, they feel demotivated maybe could be due to the mundane routine that we give. Uh, we need to look into that. First thing, if let's say you have clients or you yourself who wants new things every few weeks it may need you to be able to uh get motivated then you have to do something to tackle that to get motivated and uh sometimes people get demotivated are not completely not nothing related to their fitness regime they get demotivated because they feel that they are drowned by a lot of other aspects at work or at fa in family and so happened that fitness is not the main priority. I, to, I, I have right. people, uh, people need to accept that we all want to get healthy. We want to all get fitter. But sometimes health and fitness is not our priority because we have other and things. And I think this is, this is the majority of people, right? I think 80% of people just don't really care so much about exercising. Yes. So I think yes. it's great advice right, yes. for people that, that, that who want to take care of their health but don't know where to start. Listen to Sebastian. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And uh, like I said, mindset is very important. Sometimes people get demotivated because they think that being, uh, to them, fitness is about complete overchange. Like, you know, like the singer Adele that who's recently gone through a big transformation. People always think that is fitness. 
That's not. That is just mm-hmm. weight loss. Yes, it's good for her. It's a form of motivation. It's a form of inspiration. But not everybody should just follow that. People have to think about fitness can be as simple as whether do you progress? Are you getting stronger over time? Okay, it's not about you become as strong as whoever can lift the heaviest deadlift uh, who breaks the record. It's about you being better right. than you previously are. And then health is not about getting six-pack. Health is about are you actually happy? Health is about are you enjoying life? That is a form of mental yep. health. And then well, are you... The three eating? aspects you mentioned earlier. Yeah, social well-being. Physical, health is about... Social and mental. And mental. And are you actually yeah, having enough interaction with people? So if let's say you feel that you want to kickstart a training program, I want you to take this very, uh, uh, in a very serious manner where you know that health and fitness is built by habits. And it's a very long journey and people will get demotivated. And most of the time people give up is not because they are not seeing change. It's because they keep looking at the end goal. They keep thinking that, oh, the end goal is there. It's so far that I have to go. They give up, but they forgot that how far they have traveled. They neglected that. So what uh, my advice is that if you want to be motivated throughout, look at these small, small changes that you have. Celebrate every small victory. Therefore, I would recommend people to set themselves some behavioral goals. Instead of end goal, look at behavioral, behavioral goals. goals huh? So everyone type yes. uh, behavioral. I think, I think that's the key. Um, to kickstart your your uh, fitness journey and to have one that you can really uh, bring throughout your whole life and career, like behavioral changes. Yes, because we all know that uh, our behavior today will decide the outcome of who we are tomorrow, right? So if we keep, uh, we are preoccupied by thinking about our end goal, forget about what we should do today, we may end up lost. So maybe behavioral goal is just like, okay, instead of thinking I want to lose 10 kilos, think about I want to go, I want to train at home four times a week. Did I do that? Check. Yes. It's a, it's a form of improvement. I want to eat more vegetable now. Now I'm eating like not half a plate of veggie. I'm eating like one, one fifth size of veg. After three months of changing my behavior, check. I'm eating half a plate of veggie. That is a win. And doing all that True. accumulates to a bigger results towards the end. And that is something that we should celebrate and keep us motivated. Yeah, so that is a form of motivation I want to talk about. But in terms of, um, in terms of uh, getting certain goals, sometimes certain goals require more commitment and stronger motivation. For example, if let's say you want to have 6% body fat percentage, this is not just motivation, that is discipline. And sometimes people are not ready to change. I don't blame people for having that thoughts because we all know that what kind of sacrifice you have. If let's say you're willing to make this much of sacrifice, but your goals require this much of sacrifice, if you're only willing to do that, you will not achieve that. So people need to be realistic about it. And that is how make us motivated because when we set our goals too high, we feel that the gap between the goals and what we are doing now is too much of incongruence. We find it really hard to to achieve that and we feel demotivated after that okay yeah. so people at home watching right now i i want to know what are some of your goals right during a time like this um then maybe we can give our comments on your goal so so put yeah. in the comment section um what are some of the goals that you have set for yourself okay so motivation plus all right taking notes huh, guys good good so i think uh sebastian before we move on Let's take mm-hmm. on some more questions. I, I, I saw a few questions from people earlier. Okay. Um, how important is... Med- I think you answered this just now. La, with yeah. your explanation. Very important. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Huh? Yes. Okay. Um, oh, this one is uh, Jerrican. You want to answer or not? This one? <laughs> is uh, how well, important I or anything looks more important? I think I can answer that. I think it's quite relevant to a lot of people. Um, okay. I think he's just pulling my legs, but I think the answer would actually help people to understand better. Uh, in okay. terms of health, more important or training glutes, uh, be training glutes, chest, arms, anything else. Okay. Uh, 
training for specific muscle growth in specific area are very much onto fitness. And health and fitness are two different things. But we, I strongly suggest that health should come as a prerequisite to fitness. Because some people can be very fit, but not healthy. Like people can say that I can eat fried chicken and then I get ripped, right? You can do that, doesn't mean that you should. You see that? You can have biggest glute in the world, but if you have very high cholesterol level, you have high blood pressure, you have uh, blood sugar issues, you have lower back pain, you have constant migraine, is it really important? Maybe not. Unless you have all of that add-on with training glutes, definitely it will be a good combo. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Yeah, that's my answer. Like Sebastian. You guys should see his glutes one day. Uh, that sounds, so, that uh, sounds very okay. wrong. <laughs> that sounds very wrong. Huh? Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's, do that then. Uh, let's take another question from Megan. So Megan is asking, uh, Hi, Sebastian. I'm quite passionate in fitness. And actually, I'm thinking to be a personal trainer. But I do not have any experience and knowledge about fitness at all. At all. How may all this help me to be a PT? Okay. So she's um, asking how can all this help her to be a PT? Well, uh, it's the same like how me and Aaron become a PT. So we started by uh, getting ourselves educated, get a proper certification. And certification is important. Not because, uh, uh, certification is really important. And uh, certification is like a it's like a license for you to start training people. And uh, if you are able to invest some uh, money, you should be going for uh, certification courses. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely the place that I work at, FITM, you can look onto it uh, to get yourself certified. Yes. But Someone course, already recommended actually. Yes, but of course, uh, there are more other companies that do that. So it's really up to your choice. So what I want to say is that certification is very important, but certification does not equate to knowledge. Certification is based, the, the goal of certification is basically give you sufficient information to actually protect you from, protect public from harm. So it's just like why we want to take a driving test. Driving test is to prove that you can drive safely, right? So mm-hmm. getting certification is like you can train people safely and effectively. That's yeah. a very good analogy, but, uh, Sebastian. Yeah. Good one. Uh, but if, let's say, yourself, you are very new to fitness, I would recommend yourself not going into certification courses straight away. I would, I would actually recommend you train yourself or get yourself trained by some trainers. And if you are, let's say, you are from Penang, of course, you can look for Aaron. He's very experienced. Hey, thank you. So that is, yeah, that is very important because you want to get trained and you have to train yourself then only get yourself certified. Otherwise, it would be like, I want to be a swimming coach, but I don't know how to swim. It's really bad, right? So first, you need to know how to swim first. Same thing. You want to train people, you need to know how to train yourself. And of course, having someone to guide you is a very good start because all, no, everyone's need a coach. I would have to say that I need a coach because Olympic athletes, they also need a coach. So people who say that they don't need a coach probably... Uh, they don't see the value in the coaching. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yep. So simply put, everyone needs a coach. Everyone needs a trainer. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, So one more question uh, before we move on, Sebastian. Uh, Mm -hmm. Colin Poe Mm -hmm. is asking, how to identify shin splints injury? Uh, I have to say I'm sorry because I do not have the right qualification to give advice about this. So I would not want to say the wrong thing. Maybe my advice, uh-huh. it could be get a physio, see a doctor. It's the best way to know. Or you can okay. uh, contact someone or your guest, right? Last week, Precise Rehab, Frederick, you can look for them. They will know what yes. to do. Yep. Hey, hey I Colin, if you want to know, yeah. just uh, put in a comment. We will still answer you. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry, I can't give you video. that. Yeah. Yep. Sebastian is a professional. He doesn't overstep the uh, boundaries of uh, scopes of practice, right? Okay, another question. Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, is it advisable to do SMR daily at home? So for those who are not familiar, what's SMR? It's basically a self-myofacial release. 
where you have certain tools to help you self-massage. Uh, right? self if you have seen yeah. like foam rollers and all, let's see if I have any. You know, uh, or some people use uh, small little balls and stuff like that. And then they apply pressure on their muscles with the hopes to release some tension. Uh. So this person is asking, is it advisable to do SMR daily at home? I won't see why not. But uh, first of all, you need to know what is the purpose of doing SMR. So doing SMR or self-massaging is basically to release muscular tension. So if you are a person who always have uh, certain muscular tension, which actually affect your daily functioning, yes, doing daily SMR would actually help relieve. But uh, I don't think that would be the only things that you should do. You might want to look into changing your habit. For example, people who are sitting down all day, I'm very sure that their upper traps, chest muscle will be really tight that will need SMR. But doing SMR daily to address that is like taking pills, Panadol, all day. But will your pain go away in the long run? No. So what would be a, what would be a better choice? Change the way how you sit, move around after sitting for one hour. It would actually uh, help uh, reduce the, the pain uh, in a more sustainable way. But uh, let's say if you just like to do SMR every day, no problem, but not doing it to a point that you are, you are uh, inflicting uh, skin lesion or getting yourself bruised, then it may not be the right well, thing. Unless you true, like eh? being, yeah, <laughs> unless you really like being bruised. So I have no comment <laughs> on that. <laughs> a different show already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so okay. I hope you got an answer. Um, so I want to get back to our topic. Hey, Alvin. Uh, hi. Hi, hi, hi. PT of your year. Love what you both are doing. PT of the year, yes. Yes, yes. Maybe we should do a triple uh, show one yes. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but I want to get back to our topic. So mm -hmm. um, before this, you were talking about how to get motivated and how to stay committed, right? During a crisis mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. So for me personally, I think... Uh, a program really helps. But like you said earlier, if the program is mundane and it, just, it is just um, repeat, repetitive or it, it's boring to you, right? What kind of mm -hmm. advice do you have for people at home? Uh, sorry, I have to be blunt again. So I hope people can pick that. Good, blunt easy, then are, people can understand yeah. straight away. Yeah. If you are really looking about you are serious about progression and reaching your goal is really your utmost priority, right? A mundane program you have to do is mundane program you got to do. We don't have to talk about fun because do you think that the Olympic athletes feel fun training? No, they are, they are sometimes overtrained, they feel tired, lethargic, all on that. But if you are really serious about training, usually the program are not going to be changing all the time. Because talking about progressive overload that you mentioned, same exercise you may have to do years so that you can get better in that exercise. But it can be really, really mundane. So are you really able to cope with that? Okay. But of course, that's being the serious side. Now, I'm going to say is that people are being motivated by different things. Some people really motivated by, okay, I love this. Let's say, for example, like myself, I love squatting. Squatting is so mundane. If you check my Instagram, it's always me squatting, right? So what do I get out of that? It's just simply I love to see how I progress, how well my technique becomes. I am really motivated by that. That is my own motivation. So I find ways to help myself get motivated and train. But some people, they see motivation comes from the variety, the change in the program, okay? So what I can tell you to do is that Let's say you have six days available for you to train. Three days, get yourself do the serious stuff. And allow yourself mm -hmm. to one to two days do the fun stuff. So for example, I have friends that they love group classes. So group classes are really based on the motivation. Like people love the music. They love working out together. Social well-being that I talk about. Make you sane and happy. Do it. But it may not be actually contributing to anything to your fitness goal. But why do you do it? You love the people in the class. You love the fun. No problem. Do it. Okay? But you don't want that. You're doing five, five group exercise in one week, but you're only training seriously one time a week. I can tell you that you will not achieve the goals that you want.
unless mm -hmm. you exercise not because of some certain extreme goal that you want you just love exercise because of the people around you no problem do all the fun stuff that you want but if you are really serious about progression get a program and the program should be coming from a certified coach like i said there are many certified coach around, but if you're from Penang, I have to sell Aaron again. He didn't hey. ask me to, but hey, of course, he's a, he is a right person to go to. But how do you know a program is a good program? A good program should address your weakness and have an objective of bringing you to somewhere. So for example, let's say you can't do a push-up. A good program will work onto the weakness. Why you can't do a push-up? Tackle that and you can do a push-up rather than the coach forcing you to do very shitty push-up all the time. End up, can you do a proper push-up? Maybe not. So that may not be a good program. And then a program should bring you somewhere. For example, you, you are a person who loves doing marathon. Okay? So let's say you're doing a 10K fun run. Okay? A program should be helping you to finish 10KM faster, not slower. A program should be able to address your weakness so when you run, you don't feel knee pain not shin splin, not having ankle problem, and you can still finish your race properly. So that is a good program. Mm -hmm. But whether fun or not, it depending on the coach as well. Some coach are really fun. I'm not sure about Aaron is a fun coach or not, but I can tell you that I'm not a fun yeah, coach. Yeah, very fun coach. <laughs> yeah. So he's a fun coach. So he can actually mix serious <laughs> and fun at the same time and help you to get the program, uh, the progress that you want. But for me, I'm a more serious side of a person. So uh, I will not do the fun hey, coaching. Sure, I will cool. ask you, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I will ask you maybe to do uh, your group class as usual, but you still can't continue training with me seriously for three times. So that is my approach. Mm -hmm. But I want to see that what actually motivates people. If let's say your motivation comes from people around you, train in a group. If let's say your motivation comes from perfecting yourself without giving a shit about all other people doing, train it yourself. No problem. But you have to find out what is your motivation source. You see? So that, that comes from it. But uh, one thing that uh, I need to add on is that actually uh, there's this very important psychological factor people would have to, to, to know they, to get motivated. Uh, people usually call it self-efficacy. Self-efficacy uh, uh, defines as the belief you have in your own ability to achieve something. So if you have that, you will find yourself more motivated. And then coaches can help you to achieve that because coaches help you to raise your self-efficacy. For example, if you are really new to the gym, having a coach telling you to do something, it may be intimidating at first. Okay, for example, if let's say you are really overweight, 120 kilos. If the first time you step into the gym, your coach asks you to do a burpee in front of all the crowd, it may not be doing very well in your self-esteem. And therefore, self-efficacy will be affected. And therefore, you will feel less likely to go back to the gym. But if you have a proper coach to guide you, right? Okay, we're not going to start with something like burpee. We start with something that you can do. And if you can do it, you feel better about yourself. If you feel better about yourself, you're more likely to do it. When you're more likely to do it, more frequently, it becomes a habit. And when it becomes a habit, you do it consistently, you become healthy over the years. So that's something that people want to look into. Don't do something that you feel intimidating. Someone is doing that look cool doesn't mean you have to do it. You see that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what my advice would be. I think that is great advice, Sebastian. Thanks, thanks. Okay, so we have about five minutes left. So any questions okay. you guys have, please, please put it in the comment section so Sebastian can answer you live. Okay. So we have... So Sebastian can answer you guys live. So we have okay. a couple of questions uh, from earlier. What is your take? Uh, yeah, what's your take on Instagram celebs training and giving PT advice? Okay. Um, my take is that if you really want serious results, look for certified people. If the celebrities are certified, no problem. Okay, but there are a lot of people who looks really good. I have to say that look really good and they're starting giving advice. And then that being said that they are trying to tell you to buy their programs because 
they can make you look like what they look. But but approaching a coach or you hiring a coach is not about what they look only. Because a coach should be able to be someone that can help you achieve your goal. Because someone who looks good has no certification, they may only know how to help themselves look good, but not helping you. So you want to look for someone who can do the job by bringing you from point A from, to point B by using a personalized approach where you look at your weakness, look at your needs, your overall well-being. So Instagram training, I have no problem with that unless they are spreading bullshit, something is fake just to get likes, then it may not be very ethical. But the problem, the weakness here comes in lies within the consumer because a lot of consumer love fancy stuff. If they see something really drastic, ah, oh, that must work, that sounds cool, that must be real because they are selling some false hope. They can tell you that, okay, you just do these crunches 100 times, you can get apps like that. I'm very sure that behind the scene, they don't do that workout themselves as well. But that makes you want to click into their link because it's fast, shortcut, and it's free, right? So something good doesn't come for free. That is that, my, that's, that's that is my track, take. Huh? Yes, definitely. Hey, but we are giving out free trials, you know. So does this mean our trials are bad? No, no, no. That's why it's called a trial. That's why it's called a trial. No, I'm not saying that okay. a free trial I'll talk are more bad. about this with you yeah, guys later. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's take another question, okay. Sebastian. So um, Marvin says, you can be fit but not healthy. How is that possible? Did I hear that correctly? So I think he's yes, referring to what uh, you were mentioning earlier. Yeah, extremely uh, uh, correctly because uh, fit, right? People think that being fit means that you can do everything. But being fit, basically, you can do something really well. For example, a bodybuilder, okay? Very muscularly fit, very high in muscle mass, low in fat percentage. But the way of them getting really big and ripped all the time may not be in a very healthy way. So mm -hmm. another example is like sumo wrestler. They are really fit in terms of being a sumo wrestler. But the way of them eating, putting on those extra calories to gain that size and the high amount of body fat they hold may not be healthy. Be healthy. Okay. Yes. Great answer. So fit and healthy is two different things. So one... More question. Most people have fitness goals and know what's good for them. But why is it that they don't do it? Okay, so uh, that comes back to the thing that I say, right? The discipline and the priority. We all want to get rich, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes we are not working hard enough to make more money. It's the same thing because we always have excuses. But excuses is not the only thing because sometimes we have other priorities. For example, uh, I have clients who are like uh, working moms and I really, I totally empathize them. Being a working mom uh, and also basically a, a wife, they have to be cooking, preparing all the things, sending kids to school, coming back, have to nurse their kids and all that. Time they have are really limited. And then I can totally agree. If let's say you are a parent, right? You have 24 hours in a day and you have after work all the travel and everything traffic jam you may only have three hours left in your in in a day would you spend two hours in the gym or would you go back home and spend time with your kids you see that people have other priorities health is important but sometimes we have other priorities that can take uh take in a bigger proportion in our life which we will later suffer i'm not saying what they do is right or wrong it's nothing about right or wrong it's about choices so people who are skipping gym skipping healthy behaviors end up they have to pay for their consequence lah. but somehow it doesn't really matter right to to me if let's say i'm a parent to me i want to spend more time with the kids when i'm old at 50 or 60 years old does it really matter i have six packs no not really i want to see how how precious my time spent with my kids right so when we talk about fitness and health is really about the mindset how seriously you take some people are able to let go of a lot of things some people are not some people will just don't give any give a damn about their kids they will just go to the gym all the time so is it good well good for him i think it's good yeah <laughs> i love gold digger what's this uh i don't know 
On point as always. My husband says Sebastian is a fun coach, ma. <laughs> ah, see, you're fun, bro. You tipu me just now. Okay, I think uh, we have time for one more question. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, let me pick the, the good one. Okay, what do you think of a PT that depends on experience only without having certification? Okay, um, I have no problem with people has, yeah, very controversial. But first of all, let me recap what I say, right? Certification does not equate to knowledge. It's just like you can have a degree, but you can still be a dumbass, right? Same thing. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's the same thing when it comes to PT. Uh, you can have certs, but still do very dangerous and hazardous stuff to your clients. But what do I think about it? If let's say your clients are happy with it, you train your clients safely, you can help your client reach your goal. I'm, I say that, please go ahead. I'm not encouraging it, but I'm also not discouraging it. But I think that if you're doing your job well and your client can accept it, no problem. I can tell you that I am certified, but... You know, after all the eight years that I trained, right? Actually, only one person asked me for cert to to prove that I'm a certified person. And most of the people don't really care, you know, uh, because training, yes, it really needs experience. But if let's say for your case, if you have been accumulating the the experience, getting a certification would actually enhance your entire credential and makes you even a better PT. Because we don't know what we will learn, so learning never stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I think um, certification has that kind of value because people who don't want to take it and rely on experience, they don't know actually what they can get from the certification. Yes, you know, definitely. And I think it's one more thing that I want to add is also I think it is a moral responsibility of someone, like you said about the uh, driving license thing earlier. Yes, correct. You know? it, it's actually protect public from harm. Yep, it protects yep. the people. Yeah, some okay. people like to drive without no. license, so no problem, right? <laughs> okay. But some people with license break the rules as well, so yeah, it's a never-ending so, debate. Yes, correct. But I would encourage okay. you to get a certification. Yeah. Okay. Yep, get certified, guys, if you want to be a trainer. Okay, so um, any last words, Sebastian, uh, for people who are watching today? Uh, how to exercise or stay fit and healthy during a time like this, during a crisis. So you will give so many great points. For those who watched and want a recap, please share this to your own wall or share this with your mm -hmm. friends, your family, your girlfriend, boyfriend, right? I think a lot of great tips Sebastian gave inside this video. But yeah, uh, any, any last words for the people watching? Uh, it's about 30-something people uh, watching right now. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't have much more to say. I want to say I already said it, but I last word, maybe all the best in your health and fitness journey. You always prioritize. It's all about your choices because being weak or healthy or unhealthy is really basically your choice. Yeah, that's all I want okay. to say. Yeah. All right. So thank you so much, Sebastian. Thank you. Uh, thank for you for being on this show today. Maybe we should catch up. Thank you. Um, yes. When you come to Penang, Sebastian is from yes. Penang, by the way, guys. And now he moved yeah, to Yeah, from Penang. And my IC is still Penang, yeah. IC. <laughs> IC is still Penang, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so thanks so much, Sebastian. Uh, Thank I you for you guys watching. all enjoyed the show. You're so, uh, so, so welcome. Right? And if you guys know anyone that should be on this show, please tag them below. I want to invite them and then we can have a discussion like this. And yeah, I think that's it for tonight, guys. So take care. Uh, and I'll see you around, okay? Bye. Okay, so there you have it, guys. A uh, lot of great advice all from Sebastian on how to take care of your health and fitness uh, during a time like this. So I want to um, share something with you guys, which is our uh, free Fit From Home program. So basically, it's a program where um, we guide you through our entire team of trainers, right? We are all certified uh, together with our team of dietitians. Uh, we will support you through your journey. And our journey will not be alone, right? This will be with 
other people who have similar goals with you, similar experiences. And this program is meant for you to do completely at home, right? So like what Sebastian said, you have three hours left, what are you going to do? So are you going to spend time with your kids or are you going to go to the gym, spend two hours? So I believe this product solves that problem where you can just go to another room, get changed, do your workout. We will guide you uh, from A to Z, from point A to point B. Everything will be covered. And then when you're done, you go back to your kids. Right? Or if you're new to exercise, uh, you don't want to go to the gym yet, you don't want to try anything too much, you just want to do some bodyweight workouts, uh, this is also perfect for you to get started because you will be guided by a team of professionals. Right? So we're running a free trial right now. Um, we are actually extending the free trial for a few more days. Right? So my colleague is going to leave the link below. So if you guys want to try it out, put your name uh, in the list. And we shall be sending you some uh, free trials so you can try out our programs. Right? And I guess that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for watching. And like I said earlier, if you know anyone that um, should be on this show, please put their names below. All right? Thank you, Marvin. Um, thank you, Chi Han. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Leong Kiet. Thank you, Baharudin. Thank you all so much for watching. Um, I'll see you all next week with another special guest, okay? All right, take care. Good night. Bye.